This week's podcast is proudly brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 85 years, DU has worked to restore, enhance, and protect wetlands to the benefit of wildlife and people. It's a daunting challenge and one our supporters take very seriously because to them, nothing is more important than the outdoors we all cherish. And it all starts in our local chapter events. To find an event near you or to join our volunteer team, go to www.ducks.org. DU, a proud sponsor of the Lone Star Outdoors show and sportsmen everywhere. Howdy, everybody. This week's podcast also brought to you by Spartan Forge. Born and more, Spartan Forge was conceived while targeting terrorists. Think about that. Targeting bad guys during deployments in support of the global war on terror. We can also use this technology because of its similarities to track mature bucks. Now it's time to get this analysis into your hands. It's military-based intelligence, next-generation mapping. I absolutely love it. And I love the people behind Spartan Forge. They're like me. Second Amendment till the day we die. No exceptions. America first. Spartan Forge. Check it out by downloading the app today. With the stars to guide us under full moonlight The wind behind us as we sail tonight We will hold our faces tilted towards the sky Arms in warm embraces celebrate this Good morning, good morning, good morning. Cable Smith, welcoming everybody into episode 635 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. It's great to be here, talking, hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks. So thanks for dropping by today. Uh, got a great show lined up for you. I'll tell you all about it here in just a second. But uh, first of all, what have you been doing in the outdoors for the past week? Me? Uh, it was like 109 degrees, a high of 109 degrees in North Texas. Uh, I did go out to a new lease though in Benjamin, Texas. It was like four hours, um, well, basically west of DFW. And I set up a couple feeders, got the lay of the land. I'd never been out there. Uh, actually a guy off of Instagram knew I was looking for a place and they had an opening on a 4,000 acre lease. So whitetails, hogs out the wazoo, uh, they've got turkey, the occasional javelina, and uh, even once in a while, awdad and mule deer. So anyway, uh, got a couple feeders going, got cell cameras on them. We'll see what shows up, but uh, it's always exciting to take a look at a new property and, and see what starts showing up on camera. But my goodness, it was hot. There was a uh, a lovely summer shower, though, and the temperature literally it was 102 when it started. It dropped to 72 degrees within 15 minutes. It was so awesome. And my gosh, the uh, the landscape just scorched. So, a uh, oh, the quail, too. They've got quail. Uh, or I've got quail. I'm on the place now. Um, but it certainly needed. It got like a half inch of rain. It was awesome. And it's one of those uh, storms that, that you don't run for cover from. You're like, you want to be out in it because it feels so good. 
so anyway, that's what I that's what I've been up to. Hope that you guys have either been wetting the line or maybe knocking down a couple of feral hogs, or uh, maybe just sitting on the patio having a beer, thinking about deer season because it's been so damn hot. Anyway, uh, what are we doing today? Well, let me tell you. You know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of that black rifle coffee out of granddaddy's beat-up Stanley Thermos because we're ready to rock and roll. And off the top, I'm going to tell you about a new bill that is attempting to undermine the North American conservation model, and that is the Return Act introduced by Congressman Andrew Clyde of Georgia. Um, (laughs) Bad, bad news. We all know what funds conservation in this country. Well, hunters do. And if you do away with the biggest revenue generator from hunting, uh, from ammunition, from from fishing, tackle, then you're going to have a big problem. And so why any politician thinks this is a good idea is beyond me. Uh, But we're going to dive into that and then also hit on some insanely anti-Second Amendment legislation just passed by New York lawmakers and Governor uh, Hochul or Hockle, I don't know how you say her name, but she's a real uh, dimwit. And these new gun laws are only going to make it easier for criminals to treat the rest of us like sitting ducks because it won't affect them. And I'm going to tell you about these things and uh, why it's so wonderful to live in a place like Texas and why it's also on the same uh, level. It's so troubling we have this influx of Californians and I mean, pick the state, you know, people leaving their blue states with strict gun laws, with high income taxes to come here. Well, that's great. Come if you want, but don't vote the way that, that you did that helped turn your state into a cesspool. Uh, we like our freedom and we like our guns. Get with the program or, or get bent. So we'll get into that as well. And then we'll spend a significant amount of time with our, with our buddy, Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics. What's it like working for an optics company amidst all of the recent mass shootings? Uh, how do they balance their messaging with, you know, also being sensitive to these situations? And then some uh, some more lighthearted stuff like spring turkey, uh, black bear. What's Mark up to this fall? Is he going? elk hunting? Is he going bear hunting? Is he going back to Alaska for uh, blacktail deer? Sitka blacktail. I don't know. He's always up to something. And then the latest and greatest from our friends over at Vortex. So looking forward to uh, to having our longtime friend Mark Boardman back on. That's what we're doing today. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's do a quick giveaway. How about a Vortex prize pack? Cap, t-shirt, and maybe uh, maybe we'll even throw in a bino harness. So yeah, if you're interested in the Vortex cap t-shirt and bino harness, just email the word Vortex, that's Vortex, to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com, and you're entered into this week's giveaway. Let's knock out that break. Up next, we'll break down some anti-hunting and anti-Second Amendment legislation right here on the Lone Star Outdoor I Show. Saw you leaning on a memory With your back turned to the crowd In that little bar on Murphy Where they play guitar too loud 
Hey guys, Cable here, and last year was a wild year for censorship. It's only continuing in 2022 uh, for us hunters and anglers. So I've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women, by hunters and anglers just like you. It's a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged. Imagine that. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so many more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you get 10 bucks to the store just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started, and I'll see you over there. Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thanks for being here, as we've got some very pressing legislation, proposed legislation, to discuss in the form of the Return Act. Before we do that, though, this segment brought to you by SCI. You know who's going to inform you? Well, obviously I am. Uh, But you know who's going to inform me about the Return Act? It's SCI the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I first heard about it right there on uh, in their newsletter. And plus, they're going to put it on their social media. They're going to keep you informed when politicians or anti-hunting groups are out there trying to attack our rights as sportsmen and women because we are the purveyors of conservation in North America. That fact is undeniable. So I want to encourage you to head over to safariclub.org. I think you can, uh, I know you can, become a member for like $65 a year. It's not a lot of money, but it goes a long way in this fight of our lifetimes that we are in right now against these anti-hunting nut jobs. So again, safariclub.org. All right. Well, as far as the return act goes, let's get into that. It's some pretty damning stuff. Um, You've heard me talk about the Pittman-Robertson Act, well, for almost 15 years now. And That was enacted in 1937. An excise tax put on sportsmen by sportsmen. We literally said, hey, how are we going to fund conservation? How are we going to keep these animals around? Well, we'll step up to the plate and do it ourselves. So that excise tax on rifles, shotguns, ammunition, uh, archery, and fishing equipment, it's been set aside for conservation for, what, 85 years now? It is responsible for dispersing $15 billion to the states, including $1.5 billion in 2021 alone. And all of that is earmarked for conservation, wildlife management, and recreation. So there's this uh, congressman, Andrew Clyde. He's a Republican out of Georgia. And you guys hear me talk all the time about how almost 100% of anti hunting legislation comes from the left side of the fence, the left side of the aisle. It's the Democrats. That's the truth. It is. You can, you can be a Democrat and you can hate what I'm saying. Look in the mirror. It's undeniable. However, there are exceptions to every rule and this misguided 
Georgia congressman intends to eliminate this funding and subsidize the wildlife and sport fish restoration program, which was also uh, a part of the Pittman-Robertson Act and the 1950 Dingle-Johnson Act. And he wants to repeal it. Well, the problem is, is that would mean the funding for conservation, wildlife management, and recreation would be left to the Department of the Treasury, i.e. big government. They're going to take care of us all, and y'all just don't worry about it. You do your own thing. We got you back. No, you don't. That's why we did this in 1937. It's why it still works in 2022. It still works so well, in fact, that we remain the blueprint for other countries to try to emulate when it comes to successful and scientific-based wildlife management. So this Return Act would completely undermine the funding for conservation uh, across the board. It's bad, bad news. I want to encourage you to uh, write your legislative representative and let them know that you are not in favor of the repealing excise tax on unalienable rights now, the Return Act. You're not in favor of that. I'm certainly opposed to the advancement of this bill. It, it would have catastrophic effects on the North American model for conservation. So uh, there's my take on that piece of legislation. Also, I wake up every day and in at least once remember how thankful I am to live in the great state of Texas. And there's other amazing states out there. One of them not so amazing, however, is New York and Governor Hochul in a response to the Supreme Court striking down their unconstitutional uh, concealed carry permitting process. Um, New York had an emergency assembly where lawmakers got together and passed what I believe to be the most draconian gun laws now in existence as far as the United States is concerned. And here's why. Here's three things that's, that stand out about these new New York laws. Number one, universal background check on all ammunition. So you want to go dove hunting tomorrow. Nope, can't do it because uh, you don't have any 12-gauge shells and you went to your local sporting goods store, your background check didn't come in, and now you've got to wait three or four days to buy ammunition. Pretty ridiculous. And that's just one scenario that I'm outlining right there. Could be a litany of other situations. Um, Number two, and what I think is the most damning part of the whole deal When applying to purchase a handgun now in the state of New York, you must provide your social media handles for the past three years. So, I mean, they would just go to the Lone Star Outdoor Show page, look at, uh, oh, this guy shoots and he kills and eats deer? Oh, he's a savage, mentally unfit. We can't sell him a firearm. Like, the slippery slope is who enforces that? And what business is it of the government to track what you're doing on social media? You know, I get it. Sometimes there are red flags that pop up. 
I think they're already monitoring all of that stuff. They don't need to know everything that you've posted for the past three years because they might just say, hey, we don't like this guy. We're not selling him a gun. That's the reality. Uh, also included in their new gun laws, you may not carry in public places like Times Square. You may not carry on public transportation. So not on the subway. Uh, and here is the most egregious of, of the places they listed where you can't carry. Places of worship. You can ask my wife. The place that I am carrying 100% of the time without fail is when I go to church. Because, or, or if you were to go to a movie theater, places where large groups of people by and large are sitting ducks for a sick, deranged individual. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to carry. And this bill, all it does is empower criminals by weakening the rights of law-abiding gun owners. And, you, and this is coming from a place where they have insanely high murder rates, violent crime rates, and they already had strict gun laws in place. Gun restriction, gun control does not work because the criminals don't play by the same rules. So two thumbs down for the state of New York, Governor Dimwit, and draconian gun laws that they just passed into law. God bless Texas. Let's take a break. Coming up next, our good friend Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics makes his return right here on SCI's Kicking Taking names takes its toll On a worn out, busted, beat up soul like mine Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Let's face it, guys. We all would love to own land, right? But they're not making any more of it. However, there's a solution. Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. Whether you want it for recreating, ranching, fishing, hunting, or just to get the hell out of Dodge for the weekend, visit Lone Star Ag Credit today to start making that dream a reality. When the warden with his key came to set me free They gave me five dollars and a second-hand suit A pistol and a hat and a worn-out blue So I took the bus down to the Rio Grande And I shot a man down on the edge of town Then I stole me a horse and I rode it around Till the sheriff pulled me in and he set me down He said, you make no mistake, I know just what it this little Black River Killer by Blitz and Trapper bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith with you as always. Thanks for dropping by today. Um, we are set to visit with Mark Boardman, our old pal from Vortex Optics. And here's the cool thing. I've been working with Vortex for a, over a decade, a long, long time. Never once have I ever had a discount code for actual optics. Of course, you can get 20% off all of their apparel, which is awesome too. 
uh, with that promo code Lone Star 20 on the Vortex website. But now we've got a 10% off code for any optic you order on the Euro Optic website. So they've got all the Vortex stuff anyway. And now you can get 10% off with that promo code Lone Star 10 at EuroOptic.com. That's right, 10% off any optic. With that being said, which is pretty cool, by the way, I think it is. Uh, big savings for you guys. But with that being said, let's bring him on right now. One of our more regular contributors to the program, Mark Boardman. It's good to see you, man. No, man. I love it. You sent the email and I was like, yeah, lock it in. I, mean, I don't even know what we're going to talk about, but lock it in. Let's do it. Yeah, You're one of our, I would say, most... We don't really have regular guests or contributors to the show, but uh, I would say you're one of our most frequent. I don't know how many times we've done this, but it's got to be a dozen or more. I mean, for sure. It's been several years. And uh, like I said, man, it's always a pleasure. It's always fun. It's an honor. It's an honor. It's been more than that because I've been working with Vortex for like over a decade. So it's been a long time. Gosh, has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Time, time flies when you're having fun, right? I'm not as uh, young as I, I once was. That's that's very obvious. I see you've got your girl dad shirt on. You have you have two girls, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So and how yeah. old are they again? They are six and eight. So yeah, this is my my girl dad Father's Day gift as of yesterday. So nice. They, they wanted dad to wear it to the office, and <laughs> girls are so no. sweet. I mean, the amount of kisses I got. I have twin uh, seven year old girls, and the amount of kisses and Happy Father's Days that I got from my girls. I think my son Henry he came in and said, "Hey, Dad, uh, Happy Father's Day," and that was like the end of it. <laughs> like the girls <laughs> it was like an all-day deal it was awesome uh, yeah no yeah it was it was great man it was I, I had the same thing they're they're uh they're little sweethearts you know they're definitely little princesses uh -huh. oh and they got they actually made they had to have made these things at school father's day cards just really elaborate like three pages they 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 colored them they drew me with a cape on like i'm some superhero spent all this time on these things and my son hands me a handwritten it was just a piece of paper. It wasn't even a card. Happy Father's Day from Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. uh, you know, I think it, I mean, it really shows, um, uh, I'd say a general level of thoughtfulness, not, to, mm -hmm. I guess, not to stereotype, but like, I just, it, I just think that girls are more thoughtful than boys. Oh, for sure. Um, so spring turkey. How did your season go? And again, I'm still waiting on the the uh, Wisconsin invite because you guys have Easterns up there, yeah? Yep, yep. So yeah, we uh, got a, a state full of Eastern turkeys. So, uh, which I and think... you've got me sitting here who's never shot an Eastern. So just kind of keep that in your uh, memory bank for next spring. Oh, that's we we're definitely planning a visit around yeah. that because you need to get out here. It's um <laughs> yeah we're we're fortunate. You know, I'm I mean, not too see... proud to invite myself. No, no. And it's always good to do it like in a public setting as well, because you really force the issue. The other person can't say no, but we wouldn't say no because we'd right. love to have you out here. But uh, yeah, you need to come out here and, and get one of those things. I think they're I think they're the, the toughest of the birds personally. Mm -hmm. um, they just hit the ground. They're tight lipped. They're stubborn. You know, and then I mean, just like any other turkey, they can flip a switch and, you know, here they come. Right. But um, yeah, they're cool. They're neat birds. I like them. I like to eat them. 
Um, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, did you kill a turkey? I mean, I asked you how your season was, and then I t- made it all about me and getting an invite up there. So, how well, was I mean, your season? First things first, right? <laughs> let's let's take care of business. So, no, had a had a super fun season. Um, actually, I ended up uh, getting back to uh, to Nebraska to chase birds. Um, and we started off on the western side of the state, which was actually an area that I used to hunt a fair amount back when I lived in Nebraska and, uh, we pounded the public for a couple days, but, uh, it's definitely been discovered at least from, from what I could tell. I mean, we were hunting weekdays, uh, and I think we left like right before the weekend started or whatever. And, uh, very different from when I used to hunt there, you know, you'd you'd Mm. maybe run into a guy, you know, and this is like 13 years ago. So a lot of time has passed, but you'd maybe run into somebody even on a Saturday. Right. And it was just like, dude, it was a mess. It was just like people everywhere, you know, multiple cars at every parking area, cars, not in parking areas, running the people way back in calling in other hunters, you know, setting up, having people <laughs> calling a couple hundred, like it was like, it was kind of a madhouse. So we pulled the plug and ended up in a different part of the state, uh, ended up getting on some private, which was, uh, that's always, uh, can be, uh, really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, we killed four. So it was, it was a good hunt. And then I shot, nice. uh, I shot a couple here back home as well after that. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I have never called in another Turkey hunter, but I've always, I have hunted public a little bit here in Texas and you know, we don't have a lot of public opportunity. Actually, you had to go get a permit to that WMA to have permission to hunt it for the season. And I went out opening weekend, uh, and Dude, there were so many hunters. I was like, no, no, mm-mm. this is, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm going to get shot. <laughs> uh, never called in another turkey hunter, but saw a lot of them and heard a lot of bad calling. And then, but uh, as far as elk goes, I know we're going to talk elk in a minute. Uh, I have called in other elk hunters and uh, I feel a little safer because you're hunting with a bow or at least when I am elk hunting. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're it's not like a, a scatter gun where you feel like, oh, and you'd be, you see people get shot turkey hunting with uh, shotguns all the time. I feel yeah, like I if mean, you're shooting an arrow at something, you, you have a, you have to know exactly like you're not just shooting at a little bit of movement, which is stupid anyway. Right. Like, but uh, I mean, you don't hear about people, elk hunters shooting each other with arrows. Not often or not, mm-hmm. not that I can think of. And I mean, like you said, you really shouldn't ever. You know, right. you shouldn't have to worry about that. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was a little, little bit interesting out there for sure. But, uh, but yeah, it was fun though. It's always, it's, uh, it's always, I mean, anytime you're chasing turkeys, that's a good thing, right? Oh, it was my first, it was like, my, it was my first full season running a red dot on my shotgun for turkeys. Uh-huh. And, I'm not sure I'm going back. I mean, like part of me feels a little guilty because it's like, it almost feels like legal cheating. Um, But it was awesome. Just the way you could, um, you know, I guess I've always considered myself a traditional shotgun hunter and just regular front bead, you know, for a lot of years. Um, And uh, partially why I hadn't transitioned to a dot earlier was I just had to get my shotgun. And this is the spark. This has been the spark solar. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to get my, my Benelli is, you know, a little bit older, so it didn't come drilled and taps. And you know, it's like, ah, I got to get it drilled and tapped and it's just fine. Anyway, whatever. I got it done. Nice. Yep. It changes but, the game. If you miss with a dot, I don't mean like 
maybe just don't do it anymore. Find it's a, find a, go fishing or something. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it's just so cool, you know. Particularly when you're, you know, you got these modern shot shells. You can extend your effective range, and to be able to see the whole bird at you know some of those extended ranges. I'm not talking even anything extreme, but you know, like even like you know 30, 40, 50 yards mm-hmm. to be able to just hold that dot exactly where you want it and squeeze off a good shot and you can see the whole bird. You can see, you know, the bird, you know, how it reacts to the shot. Um, I found like patterning my shotgun was a lot more consistent because you just do have that super fine point of aim. And mm-hmm. then you can essentially sight in your shotgun. And so you're like, yep, my pattern is boom. Like, you know, you nailed it. You got, you know, the utmost confidence when you hit the field and, and uh, yeah, I liked it, man. It was, it was good. Yeah. I've got one on one of mine. Uh, one of my 12 gauges as well. And I think, so my son has a 410. I think I'm going to put it on his gun for next year as he attempts to take his first turkey. Because I think that, I don't, like you said, you feel like almost like almost cheating, but not really. So I think if you give, uh, he'll be 10 at that point, a kiddo every opportunity to succeed. Like Henry, just put, put the dot on the turkey's neck, squeeze the gun, boom. No excuses. Yeah. I mean, you know, and ultimately we're trying to make the best shots we can and, you know, the most ethical shots and be as effective as possible. Right. So if you have something that's going to let you do that, then, you know, I, I think by all means, and, you know, you bring up a really good point with like, you know, youth hunters, new shooters, um, you know, uh, maybe a smaller statured person, with a, a gun that maybe doesn't fit them exactly perfect, but it's what they have, right? Mm-hmm. With that dot being parallax free, and we may have talked about this on the show before, but it's just, I mean, this is such a huge asset. Or even from an experienced hunter standpoint, you know, um, you can be in a pretty darn awkward position, but as long as you're looking through the site and that dot is on where you want that payload to go, that's where it's going to go. So, if, you know, yeah. even if you're, stalking or maybe a bird comes in behind you and you're a little bit twisted up and you've got an awkward angle but you can still see through the site and that dot is on the turkey's head when you squeeze off that shot that's where it's going to go so you don't have to necessarily have that super solid cheek weld or that perfect cheek weld or be you know just bear down on that shotgun exactly perfect it gives you kind of gives you some some wiggle room to to make some you know some shots that you might not otherwise make so you bring up something that I haven't thought about this moment in a long time, but turkey hunting can create some interesting angles and in different ways in which you're trying to support your shotgun. Because like Mm -hmm. you said, a bird can come in from behind you or you sometimes I've been crawling and you've got a strutter that's hung up on a a wood line or in Texas, sometimes a high fence or something like that. Uh, There was one time where I was crawling up towards this turkey. I, tried to shoot the turkey like this and didn't put the gun like square to my cheek because I was laying prone with a shotgun mm-hmm, and I just mm-hmm. smoked myself in the face with the recoil, like right in the nose, like instant, oh, no. like migraine. Um, I don't, I don't get a migraine. I'm assuming that's what a migraine felt like <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't kill the turkey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, Oh, I didn't get the bird. And I feel like I got punched in the face. Have you, Maybe you haven't had that happen to you in the turkey woods, but have you uh, hit your? Have you ever had the shotgun or a rifle come back and smack you right in the face? Never 
too bad, but I have had, you know, a couple times where, um, yeah, you know, you're, you're shooting from an awkward position and you, you get reminded that, you know, you, you get reminded that there's a scope on your gun by the relationship uh-huh. between the eyepiece and your forehead. Yeah. Was there blood? Uh, one time, just a little bit, never, never one of the major bad ones. Our table here is made of wood. I'm going to knock on wood, but I did. Yeah, the worst too. one was, um, I was, uh, shooting like uphill. I think I was prone off my pack, but it was a pretty steep uphill angle, angle, a little bit awkward at a, at a Sitka blacktail. And I think actually the, I had, um, a flip cap on the rear. Uh-huh. which I think kind of like extended that a little bit. So I think that's actually what bit me. I think I would have been fine had it just been mm. like the standard, like eye relief of the scope, you know, but it still I, got me though. I got the deer though. So, Hey, nice. Nice. I did it once with the Turkey that I didn't. And I think it was just the adrenaline was so high that I shoot this shotgun. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, wham, right in the face. And then one <laughs> time I, I had my first 308 and I'd been hunting for a couple of years and I don't know what happened, but I, I just didn't get it snug into my shoulder and same thing right in the face split my nose, like not stitches or anything, but you know, blood strickling down eyes are watering. It's just like, God, you're such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You do it once. You try, you try to, you try to do it once. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess. Yeah. I think, but I think it's happened to, if it hasn't happened to you, I don't know if you're telling the truth. I think it's happened to all of us at least once. Well, and um, I, I can actually bring up one thing, you know, this is a lot of years ago before I was at Vortex and, you know, I, I had my 300 short sighted in, but like the eye relief, you know, part of it, I think might've been the optic and part of it was just that I had it mounted just a tad too far to the rear. Uh, uh, and so every time I shot that gun, it actually hit me in the head, but like not never enough to cut me you know so i just yeah. put up with it for a couple of years and then you know then i got smart i'm like yeah, i think i should probably move this a little bit forward but the 300 wisdom as you uh northerners call it yes the old wisdom so which was not and it, i think i was on the vortex nation podcast when i heard that for the first time like i don't i don't know what that caliber is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we slur we slur our we slur our words up here uh-huh uh-huh yeah y'all do uh let's do this let's knock out a quick break we'll come back continue the conversation and talk some black bear and elk hunting as well that segment brought to you by black rifle coffee company america's coffee company veteran owned and operated here's the cool thing whether you want to check out some of their unapologetic pro second amendment swag or uh, you just want to buy some awesome coffee you'll save 20 percent off with that promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at BlackRifleCoffee.com. We'll be right back on SGI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Heart of darkness facing a thousand bloodshot eyes. We'll know when we get there. America's Coffee Company has something for everyone. I'm talking about Black Rifle Coffee, of course, veteran-owned and operated whether you prefer a light, medium, or dark roast, they've got a plethora of each. And here's the cool thing. They've also got K-Cups now. So if you're a, a Keurig kind of person, yeah, they've got you covered there. Actually, I'm sipping on the uh, hazelnut K-Cup today because some days I just don't want to make a whole pot of coffee. But whatever the case, they've got something for you. And 
You'll save 20% off of not only your coffee order, but all of that awesome Second Amendment, unapologetically American swag that they're known for. Caps, t-shirts, hoodies, etc. Yeah, 20% off of all that stuff as well with my promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Cable here, and if you're like me, you probably enjoy bold flavors and cuisines. And nobody does Cajun and Creole better than Chris's Specialty Foods in Frisco. Their forte includes specialty sausages, boudins, and andouille, pre-cooked soups, gumbos, and sides, where all you have to do is heat it up. What about high-quality steaks, smoked and fried turkeys, turduckins, and turduckin rolls for the holidays, plus gift boxes. Storefront conveniently located off Dallas Parkway in Frisco, or shop online at chrisspecialtyfoods.com and have it delivered to your door. Tactical Skeleton Firearms specializes in custom AR-10 firearms. They're best known for their AR-10 308 pistols. Also, dual-caliber AR-10 rifle systems and dual-caliber AR-15 takedown pistols. Tactical Skeleton specializes in custom Cerakoting engraving, and they'll custom laser-cut the foam insert inside your hard gun case. They'll also take on any exotic caliber build offered on the AR-10 or AR-15 platform. Precision machining and hand-built quality, guaranteed by a lifetime warranty? Who does that? Get free shipping on your order when you visit tacticalskeleton.com today. Hey, hey, y'all, this is Roger Crager, and if I'm not out fishing or trying to take over the world, I'm listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. A little more than a few old guns handed down the line. Once owned by my nana, I'm talking, but now they're mine. Cable Smith, welcome in, everybody, back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you so much for being here, as we are still visiting with Mark Boardman, our old pal from Vortex Optics. Before we get back into that conversation, though, this segment brought to you by NUMA, geared for the outdoors. I don't know any other apparel companies that guarantee their hunting clothing for life, but that's what NUMA does. Lifetime warranty on all their hunting gear. Pretty insane, especially considering how terrible we treat our hunting gear. At least I do. Uh, but yeah, lifetime warranty, and you'll get 20% off with that Lone Star 20 promo code at checkout. Uh, and that's at numaoutdoors.com. All right, uh, Mark, thanks for sticking around. Um, so you didn't get to go bear hunting this spring. And I, I did didn't. Not, I didn't either. And I, it's been two years i've killed a couple bears in uh alberta did a hunt in montana wasn't successful and um went to new mexico two years ago and did it for the first time with hounds um so i've killed i think i've killed three bears not a lot but it's not something i do every year but now it's been a couple years and i'm like oh, i need to go bear hunting again and i told you i have this vancouver island um, hunt in BC that I've not been able to go on for two years now. So I'm really jonesing to go. Um, why didn't you get to go bear hunting? Just time scheduling. Like I, I mean, I, they won't let the, me the, in Trudeau won't let me in. So that's why I'm not going, but <laughs> so you, you just had a, you've very got a busy better spring. excuse. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, I, I always plan on fitting it in. It's definitely, it's not something I like to miss. I mean, that is like when I miss a season of bear hunting, that's like, you're like, man, like I'm not getting that year back. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people, um, 
I mean, a lot of people love to hunt bears. I, I mean, I, I love to hunt bears a lot. And, uh, yeah, that was a bummer for me, but not next year. I'll be, I'll be in it to win it next year for sure. Somewhere. So you prefer spot and stock though, or have you ever shot one out of a tree with your bow? Um, I'm trying to think, uh, I almost shot one out of a tree with my bow because it just treed. We were actually stalking it and it just treed one time, but then it jumped out of, oh. uh, like we actually spooked it and it ran into the tree and, mm. uh, but I ended up not getting it. And yeah, I've, I've never, I haven't hunted. Um, oh no, I shouldn't say that. I have hunted over bait, uh, one time or like, you know, one trip, um, didn't get one though. So not, not for a lack of trying, we're kind of doing a a combination of spot and stock and hunting over baits and, Mm -hmm. uh, just, uh, never, never were able to connect, uh, but predominantly spot and stock, you know, in like the Western States is what I've done. And I just, I love it. It's a, it's a glassing intensive game. It's a physical hunt. It's cool country. It breaks your spring fever. It's your big game hunting with a rifle. If you want in the spring, like I love it. Yeah. Yeah. The hunt that I did in Montana, that was how that was a lot of time behind the glass. And, and I've told this on the air before but did we saw more grizzly bears than we did black bears on that trip wow yeah yeah lots, lots of them i yeah. haven't um it's been a lot of years since i've hunted bears there um but and we saw grizzly tracks when i did but i didn't see a grizzly but i imagine you know that's just got to be exponential as far are as are you the, so the you're going elk hunting this uh fall mm-hmm. that's not something that you do every year no, we don't, uh, we don't have too many of those in, in our state. We do have a couple herds here in Wisconsin, but, uh, and we recently had, or fairly recently within the last few years, we had our first, um, elk hunt, but it's a draw. Oh, wow. I think it's like five tags or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you got you know thousands of people putting in for five tags. So I don't know. I don't bank on that, but so yeah, I try to hunt elk and every, every other year, you know, every, every two, three years, you know, when I can fit it in. Um, and I, I do enjoy it. So I love, uh, yeah. Bow hunting elk is definitely one of the most, uh, one of the coolest fun things I think you can do in September, but I have this elk tag that I'm just super jacked on, but it kind of means that I'm not going to get to fall bear hunt. And since Mm -hmm. I didn't really get to spring bear hunt, then I really want to fall bear hunt. And then I actually really love fall bear hunting just in some certain places like up in the alpine and stuff like that so it's very i live a very conflicted hunting life yeah able yeah absolutely um so where where are you going elk hunting so uh montana okay heading out to montana yep yeah i burned my points in wyoming this year you did yeah so like if you have a buddy and i put in together and if you averaged two and a half points Maybe it was three and a half. I don't remember what it was, but we each had five points. And so it was like automatic. We got our, you know, we're going to draw. And uh, so, yeah, we, we got our tag. Got it. Actually came in the mail here last week. Um, but I've never hunted elk in, Mon- in, in Wyoming. I have hunted them in Montana. So I don't know if that's a place that you... Have you hunted much in Wyoming? Um, I've antelope hunted. It's a great state. I haven't hunted I antelope there, it. but it's easy to fairly easy to get an antelope tag there. I think. I mean, it can, it can be depending on the unit. You know, mm. I mean, there's definitely some tougher units to draw, but um, that's a fun hunt. I enjoy that hunt a lot. They're they're really really cool animals. Super yeah. unique, you know. Um, that's awesome that you. Uh, that should be a good hunt, man. Well, now we just got to figure out where to go. So the uh, the research has started. The cyber yes. scouting is underway. 
you're going to be able to make it out before, beforehand for boots no, on the ground trip. You know, Texans can't do that. We, I mean, like who? I, that's. I think it's like 18 hour drive for me. Yeah, we get we show up with our cyber scouting done. Maybe talk to a couple friends that have hunted in that area before, and uh, and of course their opinions probably are going to sway us on where to go one way or the other. Uh, maybe talk to some folks over at Hunt and Fool, possibly. Yeah, uh, that they're good friends, and uh, but no, it, like it's just we get I get to go for a week. That's it. There's no trailhead within New Mexico is the closest trailhead where there would actually be elk, but I didn't draw New Mexico, so I just figured a jet setter like yourself would have you know mm-hmm. bombed in, you know, rent a car, go hike around the hills, find a big bull, go back, you know. If elk hunting turned into like a two-week thing, like a week of scouting, and then also the hunt itself, my wife would be like, no, you're, we're not doing elk hunting anymore. You can, you can have your one. You don't get to go on a fun, like pre-elk hunting, elk scouting trip. Yeah, uh, No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's so. that's what's tough, man. You know, if you want to, if you live, you know, where you're at or out east or whatever, and you want to hunt Western big game, you know, you kind of, you kind of push your chips in, you know, you, mm-hmm. like you said, you do your aerial scouting, you talk to anybody, you know, you know, as much pre-planning as you can. Uh, and then you push your chips in and go. And I always say by the end of the week, you almost have it figured out to where you might get one. If you went again the next time, you know, but. I haven't been on a hunting forum in a long time, but that was also another place where it's like, uh, when I first started like putting in for Western big game tags, seeing if anybody would slip up and like put too much information out there. Cause you know, like it's the same thing with, uh, you know, your honey hole. If you're a duck hunter, the first rule about fight club is you don't talk about fight club. Right. So I and feel I, and, like, you know, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I've killed a couple bulls in the same unit in the same drainage in New Mexico, like three years apart. And people are like, where did you kill those? And I'm like, you're going to, all you're going to get is New Mexico. <laughs> There's right. nothing because I want to go back there. Yeah. That's, that's about as far as I'll drill down. You know, yeah. even when you're like, oh, where you're hunting elk. I'm like, all right, I consider you a friend. So I'll say right. the state, I yeah. guess. Or is it? Or was that the state? <laughs> uh, Where did you shoot those mallards on the lake? Right. <laughs> <laughs> on a lake, my friend. And yeah. uh, I could tell you, but then I would have to kill you. Um, so, I do feel I- like you were talking about forums, which I'm not a big forums guy, but like through Google searching, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. if you got a hunt planned. And, you know, sometimes just those threads pop up with whatever search parameters right. that you put in. Every now and again, and I feel like it'll be like, you know, 2007 or like, you know, you'll find some crazy old thread and you're like, that's a good piece of information. I can't believe that guy said that. <laughs> yeah. It, but also it's from 2007 and is it still relevant? Has right. there been a burn recently? You know, it, so many things can change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I get, I, I like, I'll get, I'll search something and then like a rock slide uh, uh, thread will come up. I'm like, in reading it, I'm like, this is great. This is great. Oh, posted in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna, oh, so you're kind of on the hot seat here. And I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. I didn't tell you anything we were going to talk about. I know. But, I like it. So oh, no, this is a serious topic. I don't know if you like it or not. With all of the, obviously, these tragedies, these mass shootings that have been going on, what is it like for a company that's in that space, making optics, a lot of 
a lot of uh, your best-selling ones go on that platform, on an AR platform. Um, what is it like being employed and working for a company that makes money selling optics for those guns that people want to ban? Like, is there, is there, are you conflicted? Is the company conflicted? You know, I mean, I, I think there's no question. You, you can't deny that events like that are tragic. They're horrible. They're um, as bad as it gets, mm-hmm. right? Like they're um, truly awful things by awful, evil people. But as a company, you know, we are stark supporters of the second amendment like that's mm-hmm. you know f- for us it's it's not a gray area um and we stand by that and and that's you know something that's at our core and we're you know not afraid you know we're, we're proud of that right we're proud of that um and you know when you know everybody has or or you know people may have different ways of viewing solving issues or trying to prevent events like that happening uh and i would say you know banning guns or you know uh there's gun more, control there's more guns in this country than there are people so i don't i think people fail to realize that you can't put that cat back in the bag it's we're in for um you know we're all for realistic solutions uh mm-hmm. to the problem right right well I, I mean that was an acceptable answer i knew that was a tricky or not really tricky it wasn't trying to yeah, trick you I, just a tough question yeah I, but and i think I know, people want to know you know hey you're talking to an optics company that you've been working with for a long time how what is their stance on this stuff uh, so, you know, and I'm unapologetically, uh, unapologetically second amendment. It is interesting though, having conversations with like my, my mother-in-law, who's a first grade teacher. She's like, well, how do you, how can you, why do you think that these guns still belong in civilians hands? Well, okay. Um, that's a really great question. And my answer to you is if we give an inch, they'll take a mile. But, and she's like, but what about the mental health stuff? And I'm like, here's the problem with with red flag laws and mental health stuff is that all the the people that are enforcing it have to just go to you cable smith you mark boardman look at your instagram page full of gun content and 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 killing animal content like that's what we do we hunt and we we kill animals and we eat them it's 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 kind of more who we are than anything else but but we don't like that and so we deem you unfit to purchase this gun so it's like I don't. It's a, such a slippery, slippery slope on how they enforce that and who enforces it that I just don't think that it's it's feasible. Right. Well, and and the and the, and the why behind it needs to make sense too. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and it it, it, it doesn't. <laughs> and and all you have to do is look at. I, I always throw Canada and Australia as like the two modern um, first world countries whose citizens pretty much just gave their guns up um australia had a mass shooting in the 90s they had a major gun buyback they melted all the guns you know now they can own an over under shotgun 
you can get a bolt action rifle. And then in Canada, if you have a pistol, that's great. It has to stay in your gun safe unless you're going to the shooting range. You can't put it on your person. You can't put it on your nightstand. Nothing has to stay in the safe. Um, and Trudeau's think- over here saying, hey, now we're going to ban the sale of handguns based off of a tragedy that happened in Texas with an unrelated firearm, like a totally different style of firearm. So that's the type of overreach you get when you give an inch. They start putting their toe. They start kicking that door in and they don't stop until it's completely knocked down. Yeah, you know, and I'm not I'm not an expert on Canadian gun laws, so I don't I don't want to speak out of turn here. But I, I was talking to a person the other day. And the way I understood it, like you, you couldn't even be hunting like in the wilderness and have a pistol with you for bear protection. Right. It's true. Which I'm, I, I, I mean, you truly are putting a person's life at risk with, you know, there's, there's a very realistic possibility that an incident could happen where that person needs to, you know, defend their life, fight for their life. And you're, you're taking that away from them in an effort, in an effort for safety of people. It just doesn't always add up to me. Mm -hmm. And they, and they do have, uh, like if you, before Trudeau said he's going to ban handguns, uh, you had to wait like two years to get your, your permit before you could even own the handgun. So they already have like these rigorous, uh, background checks in place, but I would hate for America to turn into that. That's for sure. We're going to take our last break here and come back with a, a little more lighthearted conversation. What's the latest and greatest uh, from Vortex? What am I enjoying this summer? Uh, we'll discuss next. That segment brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and Big and J Whitetail Attractants. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Water be fire next time, but a 40 day flooded suit me just fine. Be on the deck of an ark with a fishing line. If we're one day closer to rain, well's drying up and the creek is gone. Dust is flying, cows of skin and bone. Drought like this could drive you from your home, but we're one day closer to rain. One day closer. Hey guys, Cable here for Cryo and More, the one-stop feel-good shop in McKinney, Texas. I've been going there for over a year now. All your holistic healing needs with cold, heat, and compression therapy services. And these services, they're the fastest way that I've found to reduce inflammation and to get to the root cause of pain. You don't need to be in pain, though, in order to benefit from these services. Cryotherapy helps with burning calories, optimizing sleep, boosting energy, and much more. I can tell you that's true because I feel like a brand new man every time I get out of the cryo chamber. Uh, Plus, compression therapy helps promote healthy blood flow. Come in anytime before 1 o'clock, 1 p.m., Monday through Saturday. Say the words cold outdoors and you'll get $10 off your cryo session. That's cryoandmore.com. 
In the market for a compact track loader, check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at one of our nine North Texas locations. Visit BobcatOfNorthTexas.com or call 469-586-0000 today. Of very own Whiskey Myers bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. As always, thanks for dropping by today. This segment of the show is brought to you by the good folks over at Mossberg and the 940 semi auto loading platform. It's the latest and greatest in Mossberg's historic shotgun lineup. It replaces the 835 935 technology. Here's the cool thing. Shoot it 1,500 times before you clean it. If you're like me, yeah, that's pretty appealing. I go hunting a lot. I don't want to clean my gun after every hunt. I want to take it out of the case, shoot it, put it back in there, and repeat. It's the 940 Pro semi-auto loading platform. You can find it at Mossberg.com. All right. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and wrap up our conversation with our good friend, Mark Boardman. What about new products? And I'm going to start, I'm just going to say what I've been enjoying uh, first is you guys started making clothes. And, uh, you know, when you, when you hear about an optics company that's going to be like, oh, they're going to make clothes, you kind of, in addition to the cool caps and t-shirts you, you've, you've always done, but to get into like stuff like outdoor apparel and um, I think people are probably skeptical, like what is an optics company doing? making a you know legit apparel line or attempting to but i've been like living in i don't know the name of the shorts they're like the stretchy khaki ones and i have a couple pairs of those All and right. i have a closet full of like old man like dockers and old navy or whatever khakis but that's the cotton material i hate those now you've spoiled me because i don't even think about wearing those anymore because the vortex ones are so much more comfortable with that stretchy breathable material and so i've been living in those and it's like 100 degrees here in Mark. It's, so it's freaking hot. And then also these Sun Slayer uh, hoodies. So went down to the coast last weekend and caught some fish. And uh, yeah, they're long sleeves. And my kids are like, why are you wearing long sleeves? And I'm like, because it's like the coolest, most breathable shirt that I have. Um, so you guys have been in, in the apparel game for a couple of years now. And I think the stuff's just getting better and better. Yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, I think for us here at Vortex, it's like, well, we've had apparel for, you know, a lot of years, right? Like mm-hmm. like a lot of companies, right? Branded gear, things like that. But we're also always trying to get better. So that's definitely been an area of focus for us. In fact, you, you caught me on an off day with, you know, my, my Father's Day shirt on here. But, I mean, I'm the same way. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, I'm quadruple vortex up. It's like, oh, I'll have my vortex hat, my vortex shirt, my vortex, you know, uh, socks on, you know, the socks are actually uh, felt like a billboard at my girl's uh, soccer game yesterday because I had on a Sun Slayer and I had on a vortex cap. And then I looked at my shorts and I had it wasn't the, the, the casual shorts. It was the athletic shorts. I was like, oh, 
Those are vortex too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like sometimes I even like intentionally. I'm like, okay, that's a little bit much, you know, like yeah. here, a little extreme here. Let's dial yeah, it should... back. Let's pull off one article yeah. of clothing. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're we're working hard at it. The apparel teams, you know, uh, we've got a team dedicated to that. They're they're. I mean, they're getting better at it and and learning. And it truly is. Um, you know, it's, it's custom, it's custom apparel. It's not like, Oh, it's, Hey, it's this off, off the rack thing. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, stamp our logo on it. You know, they're putting, they're being very thoughtful in materials and cut and sizing. And, and like I said, you know, I mean, they're, we're learning every year and getting better every year. And, and that sun slayer, you know, I mean, it's summer, I think it's pretty much summer right now. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it felt like summer is like in the eighties here yesterday, but man, that thing. eighties. For- it's like a hundred here every day. Oh yeah, we just we finally got some warm weather. It's been pretty up and down. A lot of a lot of a lot of cool weather, a lot of rain here. But um yeah, that thing's off the charts, man, for like fishing outside, like work working out. I love it for working out. Like it's uh-huh. it's like it's just like a sweet do all, lightweight, breathable. Like you said, it keeps you cool in hot weather, even though it's a long sleever. Yeah. And and this isn't a new technology that Vortex came out with, but it's Whatever that type of material it is, uh, is UV protective. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're avoiding the, the sun's harmful rays. Don't have to put sunscreen on when you're wearing it. Um, yep. I'm holding right here something else that's new. It is the Crossfire HD 1400. Mm-hmm. This came out this spring. Love this little unit. Uh, just took it on an access deer hunt in Maui which was awesome, by the way. You should do that. If, it, if it's not on your bucket list, you should put it on there. Um, but this little guy, lightweight and price tag, I think it's like 270 bucks or something like that. I so th- very I, affordable. Like street price on that, 199 199 could, yeah. So you could pick it up at your local retailer for sub 200 bucks. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, this guy, there's a couple... This is the, the lower end of the, the new units, but I think there was maybe three new rangefinders that you guys uh, released. Exactly. So talk about those. And then I'm not sure what else is brand spanking new or if there's anything you want to give us a tease about, but what else is uh, coming down the pike from Vortex? I mean, so yeah, rangefinders recently launched three new rangefinders. Like you said, uh, that Crossfire HD 1400 definitely makes it difficult for a person to have an excuse to not have a rangefinder. See, uh, I've been telling everyone when I do like my intro to, to the segments, like, hey, two $269.99 MSRP. I didn't realize you could pick it up for sub 200. So I need to change that. I've been yeah. telling people they need to spend more than they really do. They're getting, but they're, uh, when they get to the store, they're like, oh, that's awesome, man. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, it's like a night, it's a pleasant surprise. Uh-huh. But, um, so yeah, we got the cross. So, we we kind of went away, or we didn't went away. We we discontinued a couple rangefinder models, uh, and then we added three new ones, right? So, um, and they all carry the the nomenclature, you know, kind of consistent or in line with the other products, you know, uh, as far as from a naming perspective. So you got the Crossfire fourteen hundred, uh, you got the Diamondback. Uh, HD 2000 and then the Viper HD 3000. So if you're familiar with Vortex products, kind of those, those, those buckets of price performance mm-hmm. and naming are going to make sense. Um, the last number in those names, you know, 1400, 2000, 3000, that's going to denote their max reflective range. Um, define optical- that, define the reflective range because there's a difference between reflective range and then actual 
like there's a deer range. Right. Right. So you're going to see, you, you'll oftentimes see like, um, you know, kind of three major categories of ranging performance. Like I said, you know, we're, we're telling the max reflective range, but you know, it'll be like uh, reflective uh, trees and then like, you know, game, right. Those mm-hmm. will kind of be the, the, the buckets that, you know, your readings will kind of fall in as far as like a max reading. Um, and, uh, and with each of those range finders, it'll kind of tell you what you should be able to expect in that regard on those types of targets. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is as- the 1400, so reflective range, 1400 yards. And then, but if I was like trying to look at a, an elk, that's you're going to get, I'd have to, I'd have to, I, I don't, I think I wanna, it's like 800 or something like that. That sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about right. Um, okay. which is still a lot. Right. And then, you know, yeah. people are I mean, off who's t- shooting an elk at farther than that. Very few people, very few people, people do do it. And yeah. kudos to them. I'm not one of them. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, and that's, you know, kudos to just the equipment that we have access to to now high quality range finders, ballistic calculators, you know, high quality ammo, great rifles. Like, I mean, you can really, if you put in the work and practice, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. the practice word, uh, I mean, you can definitely extend your effective range with a, with a rifle or really anything these days, but, um, but yeah, so those are, uh, you know, they're all, uh, high quality optics They're They all have an illuminated display now, uh, previously, you know, uh, I guess the, uh, the model that the impact or that the, uh, crossfire HD replaced was the impact that had a, a black LCD display. So mm-hmm. now that has an illuminated display, which to me is, is an upgrade. I like that. Um, optically they, they're all a bump up readout speed. They're all a bump up, uh, accuracy they just they, they really are all feature rich range range finders that you know aren't going to break the bank and you know like i said street price starting at the crossfire 199 get to the diamondback you know 299 and 399 for the for the viper so um and i think uh, i have yeah. two of the three i i have this one and the uh diamondback okay so yep yeah been using both of those i think i got them a little bit early to, to give them a, a little bit of a Hey, what do you think about these things? And uh, yeah, dude, they've been awesome. Absolutely, very impressed. And I love how lightweight they are too. I, when you are, maybe it's different between bow and rifle. Because like when I'm bow hunting, I don't want the, I don't want the rangefinder on my bino. Mm-hmm. So I need to have I need to have this unit because you know you have the, um, the fury, which is a bino with a laser rangefinder, that's what I prefer for rifle hunting. And I, I don't know, maybe I, I would assume that that's pretty much standard, right? That that's how most people would do it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of folks that you know, love a range finding binocular for bow hunting. They want to have one thing. They want to carry less gear. Uh, I'm, I fall into, you know, my preference is similar to yours. Like I love the fury HD for rifle hunting. Then you uh-huh. got the fury HD, uh, AB model with the applied onboard applied ballistic soft software and environmental sensors. And, you know, that's going to give you once you input accurate data, you know, accurate data in, accurate data out. But, um, you know, that's going to give your ballistic solution in the, you know, in the binocular when, when you, uh, when you lay a target, which is awesome. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's definitely going to be um, extremely accurate 
and very fast. Uh, but uh, for bow hunting, I, I like a handheld rangefinder. I keep it, you know, just to the right of my binoculars. And oftentimes the optics in these rangefinders are so good now. I use it as like a secondary optic. Um, generally, it's just a little bit more at the ready. I can get mm-hmm. to it a little bit more subtly. I can get to it a little bit more quietly. And, you know, sometimes I might even have to range that thing that I'm trying to look at. And uh, or even if I do want to range something like I can just be very. You know, it's very simple, one-handed, subtle, slow, quiet operation, which is oftentimes what's needed when you're bow right. hunting. Right, right. Um, what is the farthest that you've ever shot an animal at? Because we'll see who's shot one at a further distance here. With and I'm not rifle? a long range. Yeah, with a rifle. 733. Oh, you got me beat. I've shot at a black wildebeest at 700. And my PH, he called the wind and was like, oh, you shot right under him. He, and he said it was his fault. He said, I gave you the wrong windage. And, uh, but who he might've just trying to make me feel better. And then I shot a, um, <clears throat> Vol Reed buck at like 650. That's the farthest. And I don't do those are, that's everything has to be perfect for me. I have to be prone. You know, it has to be a, quite a production because I don't, I don't practice that stuff, but if you have the right equipment, well, you can go to the range and say, Hey, let's see if we can push the envelope a little bit. And, uh, yeah. And, and it goes into, like you said, it's the right equipment, uh, knowing the equipment, your confidence in the equipment and just the right scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is it, you know, you're talking about wind calls, you know, as, as you get further out, those wind calls become a lot more critical. Yeah. Uh, the, the wind, you know, plays a lot bigger factor. So yeah, that, that shot that I took at 733, like, I mean, I, I, I knew, I knew what the rifle setup was capable of. It was dead calm, you know, right off the bat in the morning. Like it couldn't have been, we ended up building like a solid position out of packs to get prone on the hill. Like there was a lot and and actually previous to that, I didn't take a shot at, from that exact same spot because I couldn't get steady enough. Right. right. So we actually let that, you know, luckily that bull came back out. Uh, it was a moose hunt, but I, I didn't, I didn't shoot earlier because like, I wasn't, I was like, Nope, it's not, you know, for executing a shot like that. Like I wanted it to be perfect. And eventually, you know, like about an hour later, he ended up <laughs> coming back out basically in the same spot. Uh-huh. We knew, you know, the dope that we had to dial, we had the position set up and like, and it wasn't like, Oh, I hope I hit him like my buddy was with me and he, he's, I'm like, are you on him? And he's like, yeah, I go, I can kill him right now. He goes, kill him. And I squeezed out the shot and he ran 20 yards and tipped over. And that what was it. caliber was that? That was a 300 ultra meg. Uh-huh. Awesome. I have only ever killed one moose and it was at like 50 yards and the guide called in and we just heard the, the trees started shaking and then there he was. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd prefer it at 50, right? right. You know, yeah. and I think, um, but if they, if you were going to shoot an animal at 700, a moose would be a good one to, sh- to, to pick. There's <laughs> so a little <laughs> bit, there's a little bit more to shoot at. That's, yeah. that's for sure. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, like if you, you know, like I'm, I'm a big proponent of getting closer, but I, I also am a big proponent of going into the field as prepared as possible to, to be successful. And sometimes, you know, being able to shoot further can, um, give you, you know, opportunities to, to be successful that you otherwise wouldn't have. I think the more things you have in the toolbox, obviously, and 
apply it to life and not just hunting, like the better off you're going to be. Right. So yeah. More successful anyway. Well, it's um, just like bow hunting or long range shooting, you know, you practice at those further distances, then you get a shot at a hundred, 200, something like that. And you're like, Oh yeah, my confidence is way, way, way through yeah. the roof, you know? Absolutely. Um, let's wrap it up with what hunt you are most looking forward to this fall. And it might be that elk hunt. I don't know. That might be the, your, your, your big ticket item for fall 2022. Man. Um, as with most things in my life, I, I can't make a, uh, a concrete decision. So I'm going to go with two, but, uh, mm-hmm. that elk hunt is going to be awesome. You know, like I said, archery hunting elk. And then before that, uh, going to, uh, chase Sitka blacktails up in Alaska, which, you know, I'm going to, that's not your first rodeo there. So I've, uh, it'll be a new location, but, uh, yeah, I've done that before and I love that hunt and I love those animals and love the place. And it's just, you know, super wild remote getting dropped off by a float plane and going to go for it with, uh, you know, going to hunt with good buddies and hope so high logistically and be good. travel and hunt for, for that trip. Because I understand that it's it's kind of a, a relatively, in the grand scheme of Western big game hunting, that's not one of the most expensive ones. The average guy can go do something like that. Um, so travel, hunting time, ideally for you, like how many days do you need to block off for, for that? Ooh, that can be a tricky one. I, I would say, you know, minimum 10 days, including mm-hmm. travel, you know, is what I would Okay. Just because you're going to have to deal with some stuff on the front end, on the back end, you know, and, and and some guys might even say that's not enough, right? You know, if you have the flexibility to, um, you know, with the people that you're working with to get you there, just because you know weather can be, you know, it, it can take a couple days to, you know, get out of town, just even, or you know, you might have to change your plans, or you know, you could have uh, weather days on the back end where you stay a couple extra days. So that's the, the weather really is the tricky mm, part there. That's the part that would really tick my wife off if it was like, cause I did it one time. It was a seven day, uh, mountain lion hunt in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I called her on the sixth day. I was like, Hey, we haven't, you know, no luck yet. Um, when do you have to go back to work? She's like, don't do it. You son of a bitch. Don't you do it. <laughs> Because it was seven day hunt, so in a day of travel each way, it's nine days. Yeah, it ended up being a thirteen day hunt, and I still came home empty handed to one pissed off lady uh, running my household. So, yeah, that's kind of uh... she's generally pretty supportive and uh, knows this is work and stuff. But that was the one time where I, I don't, I don't know that I would do that again. <laughs> that's like that's like the turkey hunt. You got hit in the face, and you still didn't didn't get one. Yes, exactly. Well, hey, my friend. Always enjoy catching up. I certainly appreciate the time. And uh, just want to remind folks, Vortex has the best warranty in the business. VIP lifetime transferable. You sell it to your buddy. He breaks it. Vortex will still fix it. You drop it off. Or actually, you guys did this. One of the uh, trackers in my camp in South Africa dropped his binos off of a mountain. He gave them to me. He's like, well, they. His, he didn't even know. He just was like, oh, shoot. There goes my my binos the ph was like i think vortex has a thing for that and he asked me and i was like yes they'll they'll really fix it or these are destroyed they're gonna replace them and when i went back to africa i handed him new in the box pair of vortex binos you should have seen the look on the guy's face that was awesome awesome. yeah nope that's super cool no i mean if you're a vortex customer we got your back you know we always say you know before during and after the sale we're here to help 
And uh, we know we don't put our equipment in the most favorable of conditions a lot of times and wild things happen like accidentally dropping your binos off a cliff or whatever. And, and we're going to, we're going to take care of that person for sure. Rock on man. I hope that you have a great summer and uh, we will touch base again sometime in the, in the near future. Appreciate it. Cable take care. Talk soon. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you here next spring. I'm going to hold you to it. All right. So there you have it, the latest and greatest from Vortex Optics and me inviting myself on a spring turkey hunt next year. Maybe get that first Eastern in the bag. Um, That segment of the show was brought to you by John X Safaris and the good folks over at Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Um, Unfortunately, we are out of time. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to Mark. Uh, Thanks to Mark Boardman. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. We wouldn't be here without their support. Thanks to you guys and gals for tuning in to SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Miles from my sweet baby's arms And the moon is so bright It don't look like night And the diamond house sparkles in the light. It's a loving county